It's a beautiful sunny day in Fairview. Otis Sykes, 39, is standing in the library. He's screaming obscenities at the librarian, calling her every horrible name in the book, and then some, because he's not allowed to check out a movie until he pays his $3 fine. Behind the counter, the librarian looks resigned and frustrated. This isn't the first time Otis has spent the morning screaming at her over his fines, and as far as she knows, it won't be the last. When Otis finishes his rant, he throws the DVD package in the librarian's face, knocking off her glasses, and then storms out. Outside, he paces around the block toward a liquor store to buy some cigarettes and a six-pack. He calls the attendant Dave. The man's name is Eric. Otis knows that, but he thinks it's funny to make Eric uncomfortable. Outside, he lights up a cigarette between nicotine-stained teeth. A woman and her child walk by toward the store, and he laughs as he blows smoke in their faces and watches them scurry away, coughing. Finally, when he finishes his cigarette, he drops it in some dry grass by the curbside. The thin trail of smoke it starts makes him smile. He turns, satisfied, and heads back down a nearby alley that cuts through the block back to the library parking lot, where he's left his old dog locked up in his car. The liquor store security camera watches as Otis enters the alleyway on the other side. His dog sits panting on the seat of a beaten-down old Nova, staring at the alley entry where he knows Otis will appear like he always does, waiting patiently for his master to arrive. Otis never does. Three days later, the Frasers are out near the old orchard, walking their dogs along the trail like they do every morning. The almond trees have started to bloom, and they create a beautiful white canopy of lace flowers arching overhead. It's an hour into their walk when the wife, Martha, notices something strange in the trees nearby. A man, tall and barefoot, dressed in all white, is walking towards them. They know this man. Everyone knows this man. He's been missing for three days, but no one's exactly sorry to see him go. The dogs begin to bark madly as Otis Sykes walks up to the Frasers, smiling. Martha looks him up and down, looking concerned and a little wary. Otis? Where have you been? Are you alright? She asks. Otis smiles, his teeth shining white in the morning sun. Oh yes, he says. I'm perfect. are sitting in a roadside diner about 10 miles out of Fairview. You're all slumped in various forms of exhaustion. It's 8 in the morning. Your breakfast plates have been cleared after scarfing down all the greasy diner breakfast food that you could possibly stuff into your faces. And now it's time to actually figure out what the fuck is going on. What do you do? Well, that sucked. Yeah. Ugh. At least we took care of those bugs. Yeah. I'm yeah, really so... sorry I got you guys involved in that. No, it's it's fine. I would have gotten involved regardless. It's literally my job to get involved. Sorry to kind of drag you out of town. Uh, yeah. That might have actually been a good thing. Why? Well, 
we were all seen by probably some rather unsavory people. Oh, yeah. That. Sorry, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Uh, I, I have a few questions about what's going on right now. Which one? The, uh, the bug thing or the L thing? Actually, and Raven looks over at Jack, I was wondering about you. Where the hell did you learn how to teleport? Yeah. That uh, is a good girlfriend? question. Your girlfriend can teleport. Yes. What? Why am I not surprised? Where did your girlfriend learn to teleport? Uh, I think she was more uh, born with it. So you... Are, are you saying that teleportation is an infectious disease? Are we going to be teleporting I, soon, or...? I think, uh... Is more it, like is it transmitted other ways? A little bit with me. It's a bunch of holy stuff. I don't want to get into it. Holy... How? Oh. Holy crap. Raven just kind of sits there, just mouth opening and closing and opening again. No words coming out. What... What do you mean, holy? Like, gods and shit, I guess? I think I might be a little above our tier. Note to self, apologize to that person who I yelled at for saying that atheism wasn't right. Raven looks over at L and slips L ten bucks. You won that bet. I mean, if it helps anything, uh, demons and stuff are real too. (laughs) I think we figured that part out. Raven Uh... holds out her hand to get the ten bucks back. Okay, so what you're telling me is that there are indeed gods and demons. They're able to grant heavenly powers of some sort unto mortal... You are mortal, right? I'm pretty sure, but then again, you never know. Is this a Halloween thing? I mean... I mean, I'm pretty sure she was born before Halloween. Yeah, but with you, is like, is there yeah. still any weird Halloween stuff hanging on to you? I mean, no. Huh. Of course you'd be the only one not affected. What do you mean, the only one? L? I, I get dreams sometimes. Like, like I'm a wolf. I don't know. Weird oh shit. no, that sounds so horrible. Nigel says as he like holds his hot coffee and watches it slowly cool. Listen, I don't know. I think I gotta do some reading. I, you know, I respect your privacy, Al. But after yesterday, I mean, that was an entire mob. What? What's yeah. going on? Yeah, they were kind of out for blood. We should probably know what's going on just so we can be the least bit ready next time. Can we uh, uh, do this in the RV, at least? Yeah, fair enough. Sure. Yeah, that would be best. The five... I'm sorry. Go. No, go ahead. Go. I I just said Raven stands up and starts heading out. Okay. The five of you uh, get up and start to clear out, and as you're leaving, you throw down some cash for the waitress who waves at you, kind of, eh, whatever. She doesn't look particularly excited to see you, and you head out to the RV. It's a early morning in the not so great looking part of the central valley 
the sun is shining, the skies are clear, but it's kind of cool. Um, and there's about three other cars parked in the parking lot, all looking some various form of beaten down and unhappy. You head into the RV and uh, settle yourselves in to have a real conversation about what the fuck just happened last night with the mob. Well, we're here. Hi, this is... Oh, this is not a conversation I wanted to have. And I'm gonna say Elle is definitely pacing right now. She's definitely the type to pace, probably running her hand through her hair, just kind of... Mm. Alright, so this goes back to, like, right after Halloween. Oh, I hate admitting this, but it got to me. It, it got to me more than I'd like to admit. Losing a hand, the whole fight, my brother being kidnapped. I started getting into some things, and I got, I, I met a lady named Margie. She hooked me up with a job at the docks. Real light, real light shit. Just, I, I did some smuggling. It was fine. And that went on for a good while. But I was still... You know me, you know I don't like sitting still for too long. I needed some sort of physical outlet. That's when I met Harry, and he 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 set up illegal fights. <laughs> the asshole with the accent? Yeah. And I was good at it. I was damn good at it. I mean, I got my ass beat sometimes, but I was good. And that went on a really long time, until a, a bit before the lodge. And I didn't know about it, but one day I went to my warehouse and got the shit I saw. It's going to actually take her a second to... Yeah, Raven starts to reach out, but realizes that probably not the right time, but kind of looks up and gives that nod of encouragement and support. There was... There there were dogs. It It was fucking dog fighting. And I'm talking brutal. Like, they had a whole room, bait, a bunch of small animals. It was it was bad. Shit. So, I made a real two-enter-one-leave kind of situation? I made a choice. I wasn't going to tell no one, because, damn it, I am not no snitch, but I had to do something. I made a choice. I let them all out. Every single one. And I almost got out of there, but I fucked up. I made some noise, guards saw me. So not long after that, I, I heard from Margie, she told me to get the hell out of town, and that's when we got the letters, and it was an excuse to leave. And going back, I, when we came back, shit, I tried to lay low, but I guess it wasn't enough. The night the quake started, I got a call from Margie. Shit's bad. And we all know what happened at the warehouse. And on the phone, was Margie. She told me that they found out. Henry's alive. He's alive. And she told me to get out of there. And that's who it was behind us. And that's why we had to leave. And I am so sorry. I never wanted you guys to get caught up in this. And I was gonna look at Raven like, you deserve way better than this shit than me. Someone who gets you run out of town by the damn mob. Al, when we started dating... We, we were young high schoolers and I I always knew that <laughs> you were definitely the more gray area type of person and of course I've worried night after night whenever you came home and your lip was fat or 
busted completely open and your knuckles were bloodied and whenever I'd reach over and try to hold you, you you'd shy away in pain and I'm not proud of it. This is not something I ever wanted you guys to get caught up with. It was my fuck up and it it's mine to fix. If we go back, let me handle it. Stay out of it. It's my problem. I gotta <laughs> fix it. So you don't want me to kill this guy for you. Uh, oh. I will I was, kill him for you. I was gonna hop off like, the workbench and I'm like, we are in this shit together. Like, you, you know our group. We are have literally been through life and death situations together. This shit changes nothing. Supernatural or not, we are by your side. Don't think you can walk away and deal with this shit on your own because we're going to be right there with you. Damn it, I knew you guys would say that. L. Damn right we will. L. We want to be here for you. We can't force ourselves into it. And if you really want to get rid of us, you can. But... I don't care if you end up running the entire town out of business because you're too much of a badass for them to stand it. I don't care if I have to run for the rest of my life so long as I'm running with you. And Raven's going to stand up and walk over and grab Elle's hand. You know that we've been through a hell of a lot more than just a couple of fights. You know that you have saved my life time after time after time. If it wasn't for you, who knows what that book would have done to me? Who knows where I would be right now? Honestly, kind of looks over at the group guiltily, I'd be amazed if the rest of the group was even alive without you. You aren't getting us caught up in anything. We're getting caught up in you because we want to be. We are your friends. I am a little bit more than a friend. Alright. I'm going to look at Violet like, I am just so sorry about getting you caught up in all this too. Not the best first impression. Well, I mean, I dragged you guys into my issue with the Jinshin Mushi, so uh, a leg for a leg, I guess? Or an eye for an eye? Wait a sec. Are, are you missing an eye? Are you missing a leg? Do, do you need help? What's going on? No, no, I'm I'm fine. Uh, okay. I feel like we'd noticed that. That Listen, does it's remind It's been a long me. day. <laughs> that does remind me, though. Uh, Elle, you've already got the one I was working on for you. I do need to maintain that a little bit. Jack, Raven, I never got to give you guys the projects I was working on. Uh, Nigel's going to go over to his workbench and... Uh, pick up a small bundle there and toss it to Jack saying, this should fit on the back of your belt. It's a bundle of six throwing knives. Uh, any more is going to be kind of noticeable, but with that, you should be able to keep them concealed. And if need be, you can throw a knife without losing your big one. Raven, yours isn't quite done, but um, you might as well take a look now. Okay. Uh, he's going to pick up uh, something that's bundled in a bit of cloth and uh, unwrap it. And it's this very long, very thin rapier, and the handle of it is kind of ornate with like a feathered kind of texture, with at the uh, pommel of it being a raven's head. 
I'm oh, trying to. Is... Well, I'm trying to make the uh, sheath for it so it'll look more like a cane once it's in. Just having a little bit of an issue actually getting it to lock in properly without being too obvious. But uh, another couple days working, I might be able to figure it out. Well, you've got me excited now. Yeah, I might need help with this later. Of course. I might be able to help. I could as well. Well. Also, Elle's going to pull Nigel aside and just kind of be like, do you have the book? I need it. Uh, not while everyone else is here, but I can, uh, I can fish that out of its little hidey hole. Uh, as soon as you can. Yeah, cool. All right, then. I'm just gonna bundle up the, uh, the rapier again and kind of tuck it away on the workbench. All right. Well, as long as we're being completely honest, and Jack's just gonna start taking off his gloves and jacket and all that. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean in all of that? Like the shirt? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Um, he's gonna show them uh, the burn mark. <laughs> Elaborate? So uh, you guys... So this is what happens. You guys watch as Jack, without any real explanation, starts to strip off his clothes. He starts with his gloves first, and then his trench coat, and then his vest, and finally his shirt. And as you guys watch this process, slightly in shock, mostly wondering what's happening, uh, you begin to notice, first as the gloves come off, and then as the shirt comes off, burns all up and down his right side, covering from his hands up to his shoulder, across his chest and his back. They're extreme, they're exceedingly painful looking, and they are surprisingly fresh. They're scars, but they're recent ones. So, uh, this might be why I asked for the magic? Just in case any of this happened to you guys? Uh, Long story short, lava monster, uh, had to be saved by my girlfriend with the angel wings thing. Yeah. Lava. Note to self, don't go to Hawaii. I mean, that is where it is. No to self, definitely don't go to Hawaii. Alright. Are you... How are you moving? This is... And Raven's gonna go over and, like, start essentially doing a a, a magic check. Like, 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 what's going on? What? How are you... Why are you not in the hospital? Uh... Remember how I said my girlfriend was, like, holding and stuff? Uh Like, healing magic? I just gonna like poke his shoulder. Oh. Ow, don't do that. Well, I mean, dude. All right, and uh, Jack's got another scar across like his stomach, but they're like teeth marks, I guess. This okay, is what happens. And what's this one? This is what happens when you go off alone without us, isn't it? Well, this one's another monster. It had like one eye. It was big, and uh big mouth on its chest tried to eat me so you fought a lava monster and a cyclops and others well here i thought the bpi just had you going around telling people aliens didn't exist okay i'm a little angry though at the yeti because the other two were also vacations (laughs) (laughs) Uh... all right so don't take jack on vacation got it yeah does it does it hurt like Bad? 
I mean, the stomach one doesn't, and the burn kind of hurts sometimes. Agile's gonna kind of crack his knuckles a little bit. Go well. I could, I could take a crack at it and see if I could. Uh, um, don't. Just, just saying. I could, I could do the magic nope. thing. And you sure? Yeah. All right. I mean, I could try helping as well. So I have a question. Mm. Are you guys having this conversation with like just Jack sitting there, topless? Half naked. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I just, I just wanted to make sure the image was clear. I mean, it, it's Jack, so. We're surprised he's wearing pants still, yeah. so, you know. Violet's just sitting off to the side, a little flabbergasted. She's just letting them do their thing. Alright, Jack is going to start putting his clothes back on. Okay, so, to summarize, you are a superhero who fights lava monsters and cyclopses and gets saved by his angelic girlfriend. You are making us weapons that are way too powerful and amazing and, may I say, quite beautiful. My girlfriend here is someone who's trying to take down the mob one dogfighting ring at a time and yet doesn't realize that we love her all the more for it. Kind of looks over at Elle. And you, Violet, are stuck in the middle of all of us doing this, all because someone tried to steal some bugs from you. And, well, according to my count from yesterday, they might have actually gotten some of them. Violet's going to flip through her little notebook and just recount all of the, uh, the ones that they did kill. Wonderful. Well... Didn't I mean, all the bugs. This is fine. We got we got most of them though, right? Well, yeah, and that's just assuming the bus size Jinshin Mushi didn't eat the other seventeen. Oh dear. Oh. Well, we could try to go back to town and figure out what the hell's going on with those other seventeen, but I get the feeling that we might all need a vacation. Right about now. I'd prefer um, not a vacation, please. I actually might have um, a little something that uh, we want to take a look at. Um, I didn't really have time to notice it, you know, to really mention it to you guys yesterday. Um, it, it's not back in town, though, right? That's all I'm saying. No. Is it the yeah. thing that was on the flyer? Oh, you saw that? Yeah, Nigel's going to pick up the flyer. Yeah. yeah um, What's that? I'm just going to read it out here. Uh, Fairview Flower Festival, uh, February 1st through 22nd. Fairview uh, Fairgrounds, come join us. Rides, games, yada, yada, yada. But here's the weird part. Written down at the bottom here. I don't recognize this handwriting, but it says, uh, Disappearance is happening. Uh, reappearance is strange. Investigate. I don't know where this came from. When we came up from fighting that damn bug, it was just in the RV. And then we, we had to book it when the other guys showed up. So I didn't really have time to mention it till now. How did someone get Can into the RV? That's what I'm wondering. Fuck this shit up good. Yeah, it someone got through all five of my in. locks. I don't know how they got in. I don't know how they relocked it on their way out. But someone left this here for us. This is like letter shit all over again. Well, letters. I'll just um, take that then. <laughs> oh well, yeah. When we uh, when we went up to the lodge and there's the whole Yeti thing, uh, we hadn't really seen each other for the past while, and 
uh, everyone got letters from me saying to meet them up there. I got one from Raven saying to meet them up there, and none of us sent letters, so we don't know where that came from. So there's someone uh, kind of pulling some strings on us here, and we don't really know who or what's going on with that. Does anybody still have their letter? Oh, yeah. I got that locked away. Yeah. Uh, why don't we, like, compare the two? You would remember, Nigel, and the rest of you who remember what your letters look like, that the letters were typewritten, not handwritten. All right. Okay. I'm gonna take the flyer from Nigel. Okay. Yep. I mean, we can lock it with all my other evidence stuff, but, you know, whatever. I'm gonna try to see if I recognize it or anything like that. Okay. Um, if Are you gonna do that right now? Yep. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll sharp to see if anything on this flyer in terms of handwriting or anything else looks familiar to you. Ten. You look at it and nope, it doesn't look at all familiar to you. Well, I'll just put it down. I like the idea that just Jack just looks at it, goes, eh, and then just kind of like tosses it on the table. And <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Very anticlimactic as he's like super investigate mode. Eh. Never mind. When he's looking at it, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I mean, and I look over at Violet. I'm really sorry that you got caught up in all of this. If you want us to drop you off somewhere, we, we, we'd be more than happy to. Yeah, or apparently have Jack teleport you. Oh, yeah. If you'd like to be teleported anywhere, we'd be more than happy to help. It's only um, well, slightly nauseating. If if I haven't been there before, we can't do that. I mean, you've been around town. Yeah, but like, if it's not in town, well... Mm. Mm. Violet's gonna get up off of her seat and sort of pace back and forth a little bit. So, you guys all received mysterious unknown letters gathering you to one place, and now... I've had a break-in at my apartment, and literally days later, after we've gathered together, there's a mysterious flyer here? Basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You don't suppose it's that could be connected? Fishy. What, like they could tried be. roping you into us? I mean, I, I think it'd be seriously strange if all of these were just coincidences. And believe me, I know coincidences. At this point, I'm willing to believe anything, so whatever works. It just seems really fishy. No one should have known that I had acquired the Jinshin Mushi. And whoever broke into here, they didn't take anything and just left a fly. Yeah. I mean, when we got the letters, it was very much a lure, I guess, to get us out there, so... I guess whoever sent us out this way, whether they knew you're with us or not, they were fine with it. Well, it's just going to continue silently pacing back and forth. I don't know who sent them, and whether or not we are helping to manifest some evil plot of a shadow organization, or if maybe there's just someone who knows that we're really fancy and wants to see us help the world. I... I have no idea. Well, we do have one lead, and Violet's going to look up to wherever the flyer. You guys want to go check out a fair? I mean, 
Yeah, sure. I'm about to at least have uh, some fun before shit goes weird, right? Yeah. Raven kind of looks yeah. over at L and telepathically just starts squealing in excitement, all while trying to keep the most calm, cool, collected Raven face. But in L's head, there's just, oh my god, there's gonna be a fair, there's gonna be a fair, there's gonna be a fair, there's gonna be a fair! L's see... just gonna bust out laughing, like. Let's imagine we all What's see so L like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> I like the idea that Raven unintentionally telepathically tells everybody this, not realizing she is in fact quite <laughs> quite loudly broadcasting her yep, excitement. Yep, that, that's about right. Okay. There are people in the diner going, "What the hell?" <laughs> there, you guys are in the RV, but like they still hear it in the diner, like just this random out of nowhere squealing. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, that happens. <laughs> oh, this is canon now. I love it. You get used to the head thing, and you get, I'm gonna point at Jack, you get used to him doing the shit he does. Yeah, Jack that, pulls a lot of Jackisms. That totally reminds me. Violet. Yes? This whole tel- telepathy thing, I didn't really get to talk to you much about it, and I, I start going into essentially, uh, you know, hey, so I can read minds, I can and put thoughts into people's minds and I, you know, suggest things and that sort of thing. And then I also go into, but, you know, there's a balance to it. The more that I try to push it, the worse that it gets, etc., etc. And just essentially, hopefully by the end of it, explain that, like, anything that you don't want read in your head, I'm going to leave alone. Very Professor X style. Violet will definitely appreciate that. Nigel's gonna shoot Raven a look like but there's like that. I kind of look that just says, "Yeah, but you use shit from my head to tease me all the goddamn time." <laughs> and I'm I'm just going to shoot back telepathically, being very very sure that it's only going to him. I mean, if you like, I can tell her how you feel about her. That's what I thought. So anyway, to the fair. Yes. Sounds good. Unless we want to go back, I guess we're going forward. I don't remember if I made the call or not. I'm gonna call the BBI and tell them about it. Oh, I should call work. Okay. Uh, before you guys head to uh, the fair, then, let's cover these phone calls that need to be made. Um, we'll start with Jack, because he can call his on a cell phone, whereas Nigel's gonna go and have to hunt down one of the pay phones outside the diner. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jack. Yeah. You call the BPI? Yes. Okay. So you call the BPI, and uh, the phone rings for about half a second before someone picks up and says, Agent Birch here. Wilkerson here. Uh, I'm going to investigate a tip in Fairview. There have been disappearances recently, and it's odd. Is that what you were investigating yesterday? Yes. All right. Agent Sparrow mentioned something. Uh, We were worried since you hadn't checked in. Next time, be quicker. Of course. All right. Agent Birch out. All right. He just hangs up uh, before you even say anything. Wait, has Nigel left yet? I don't know. Has Nigel left or did you like make this Uh, phone call? While while he was on the phone, I would have been out the doors and towards the payphone. Oh, well, I was going to let him use my phone. I I probably shouldn't anyway because I don't want my shit tied up to the BPI. So, you know. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. 
Uh, Nigel, you walk outside and there is, it's dirty and dusty, this parking lot. There's no actual pavement. They just kind of made it off the side of the road and like you could pull up. And so you walk around this like dusty corner um, and find a pretty dingy looking payphone and stick in a quarter that you fish out of your pocket um, and decide to call work. Yeah, I'd be calling the uh, the security office down at the park there. Okay. And the phone rings for what feels like forever. Um, at one point, you're fairly certain that maybe they're not going to pick up. But then you think, no, this is Meredith. She's there. She's just making me wait. And mm-hmm. finally, just before it's going to stop ringing and go over to the uh, voice machine, message machine, answering machine. That's the word. <laughs> Before it goes over to the answering machine, uh, you hear a very familiar, very pissed off sounding voice pick up the phone and go, Camp on one security. What is it? Hey, uh, Meredith, it's Nigel. Uh, I've got a little bit of a family emergency thing going on. I- I've got to be out of town for at least a week. Uh, would you mind just on your patrol just passing by the kids camp every so often? <sighs> I-, I would have said something, but this is it's kind of big. Are you serious, Nigel? Hey, I, it's bad, okay? Whatever. Uh, I'll make it up to you. You know, if you need something, if there's anything that breaks, just leave, leave it on a list. I'll get to it when I get back. Just, uh, yeah, if you want me to pick anything up on the way back in, just let me know. Oh, I'll let you know. And then right. she kind of huffs again. Anything else? No, that's basically it. You hear a click, no goodbye. Just hangs up the phone. Dang. <sighs> You know, I think she's warming up to me. Head back to the RV. Okay. Uh, the five of you are back in the RV. Um, are you guys just heading straight to Fairview, or is there anything else you want to do? Um, really quickly, Raven wants to make sure that uh, everything is taken care of. So I'm going to go ahead and use uh, Jinx to do so. Okay. Go ahead. And, yeah, here. I'll, 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 I, I shouldn't have rolled it. It was fine. Uh, so it, it was a 10. Okay. So Raven, just kind of with a wave of her hand, well, first first she pulls out some paper, writes down a a time off sheet sort of thing, Mm -hmm. dates it for a few weeks back, and then just with a wave of her hand, makes the paper disappear uh, while we can't see it. It reappears filed away in the proper cabinet at the museum, saying, oh yes, this person already applied for time off and was approved for time off during this period uh all you know all documents are to be handled by her other co-workers etc etc so if anyone checks and is wondering where she's gone it's all filed away perfectly and you don't see this because it's a long way away and later in the day but at some point a very crotchety old man is going to start huffing and puffing about the fact that raven isn't here and she was supposed to be and someone's going to say, did you check to see if she had time off or anything? Because uh, maybe she, she that's not usual for her to just, you know, not show up. And he'll kind of, oh, I guess I could check. I don't remember her doing it. Oh, huh. And he opens up a drawer and like pulls out this perfectly filed, perfectly filled out form for vacation time. Hmm. I guess she did. And he just shoves it back into the drawer and closes it. And, huh. Well, I guess I'm going to have to find somebody to fill in for her i thought i i thought i did that and then he just like wanders off all right so um the five of you head into fairview and this is what you see 
The Central Valley is a long, flat location filled with orchards and cornfields and cows. Every now and then you get the wonderful scent of manure just permeating everything you possibly could imagine. Your nose, your clothes, your house, your car, whatever it is, it is filled with the smell of cow dung. Um, when that smell is not beautifully wafting into your nose, you smell the wonderful scent of stewed tomatoes. You don't know why it smells like stewed tomatoes, but for some reason it really, really does, and that is not a beautiful smell to go with cow manure. <laughs> but as you pull into Fairview, things get really pretty. Whereas the rest of the valley so far hasn't quite gotten to the part where their trees start to blossom, Fairview is in full swing, despite the fact that it is really early in February. Uh, You see orange blossoms and almond blossoms and cherry blossoms, just acres and acres of these beautiful flowers just blooming left and right, pinks and whites and like these very faint yellows. Um, just arches of them. The almond orchards especially are amazingly beautiful. It's like walking under a cloud that has descended to earth, lifted up by these dark black wood uh, limbs. Um, It is amazing and not something you've seen before. Uh, Shady Hollow has some pretty great views, but this is fabulous. And you can see why they would want to celebrate it with a flower festival. Um, You drive through acres of this, and finally you make it into the town proper. It's not a very big town. Um, It's actually very quite small. The moment you get into the actual town itself, you realize that you could probably drive through it in about 20 minutes and make it to the other side. Uh, But for what it is, it looks picturesque beautiful orchards and farms all around in the neighboring countryside. The downtown area is clean and beautiful as you drive through it. Uh, You see a large sign for the nearby historic district and other tourist spots that they point out, like the Old Orchard and the Orchard Trails, as well as a sign directing you to an RV camping site one way and another sign directing you to the fairgrounds. Which way do you go? Hmm. Well, uh, guys, what do you think? Where should we head? Fair, I guess. I mean, someone might have been a bit excited. Yeah, we don't really want to go walking anywhere. So, yeah, let's head straight to the fairgrounds. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. You drive through uh, downtown, and we're talking, like, brick buildings. And mind you, this is California. Not a lot of things are built out of brick, but for some reason, this place seems to have gone just hog wild with these beautiful brick and wooden and adobe uh, buildings everywhere around you. Um, lovely little cafes, lovely little restaurants, uh, bookstores, etc. It is ideal looking. And then you pull out of downtown towards the uh, lower half of the city and out into the area, heading out into the farmland area. And just before it starts to turn to farmland, you see the sign for the fairgrounds. And you uh, take a quick left into it and park the RV. It is packed. You were not expecting some small country farm town to have such an amazingly large fairground, nor were you expecting it to be literally filled to the brim. The entire parking lot is 
uh, absolutely full. You actually have to park the RV way at the back towards where they park the uh, shipping trucks, where they bring in stuff for the fair. Um, there are crowds and crowds and crowds of people that you can see just from where you are at the front. Um, do you head in? Jack's going to hold everyone up for a second. Uh, should we change clothes? I mean, I imagine we would have like last night, right? Uh, if you say that last night you changed your clothes, then uh, yeah. If you happen to sleep in your blood-covered, bug-filled clothes, then sure. Natalie's going to look at the hoodie like, I shouldn't have put this one back on. Just swap it out for another one that just looks the same, but clean. You guys watch as Nigel opens this closet in the back of the RV where he keeps his spare clothing, and there's literally about six or seven of the same identical hoodie in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, they were on sale. Hey, no judgment here. I I might have a closet full of this jacket, so I have literally the same outfit. Uh, Raven's gonna look down at her coat. Is there anything on her coat? Uh, that's a good question. Did you clean your coat? Clean your coat last night? Well, if if she didn't, she's definitely just going to make it all disappear. Okay. You guys watch as Raven notices one tiny little spot of uh bug bug icker that she managed to miss last night in the darkness uh, of the night and she just basically pressed a digitation it away just with a flick of her fingers and it disappears into dust in front of her and this is in no way us making an excuse that that lady never has to change the artwork never at all (laughs) never (laughs) definitely not that coat saw that (laughs) Jack saw that so he's gonna try to do the same thing with all of the stuff on his. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to make you roll for that? Because you said try. Yes. Okay. Oh, Generally, <laughs> so I should explain for everybody who's uh, uh, unfamiliar now because we changed a couple things. We've, we've made a new house rule where basically if a street magician could do it, even if they're mediocre, then we don't make you roll for it. But if you're asking to roll for it, I will, I will have you roll for that. Uh, go ahead and roll... Roll act under pressure, because <laughs> you feel very intimidated by Raven's uh, wanton use of magic. While this is going on, I imagine Violet just, like, dusted herself off, because that's really all that happened to her last Yeah. R- Eight. Okay. Violet stayed amazingly clean for uh, being a part of this particular group. She has not yet been initiated. <laughs> Um, all right, with an eight, you try to do what Raven did, um, and you get the general sense of how to do it. Um, so you kind of like, you know, gesture at your clothing. It doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and you keep doing it. And it's kind of like uh, trying to open a door that's stuck. And so finally, when it does work, um, not only does it, like, lift the dirt off of your clothes, but you accidentally, like, pull your entire trench coat off of yourself, only your arms are stuck in it. So you guys watch as Jack, like, basically flips himself over using his own magic, trying to get the dirt off his clothes, and as he does, this, like, puff of cloud of dirt and, uh, dried bug's blood just, like, comes streaming off of him into the air around you. Um, and he lands flat on his back. I meant to do that. <laughs> of course you did. Very pull impressive. Another hoodie out of the uh, the closet. You, you want you want this instead? No. All right. 
His clothes are clean now. Your your RV is looking a little dusty, though. That's as per usual, so, you know, whatever. So, um, the five of you make your way out of the RV and head into the fairground. It is a busy, busy place right now. Um, you make your way towards the entrance, and as you do, you start to hear sounds. Very familiar, very considering after what happened last night, uh strangely mundane, almost eerily mundane sounds of just a country fair. You hear the barkers nearby and the sound of roller coasters and people gathered and laughing. And in general, it is a fair attitude. Occasionally you hear a chicken, some goats. It's very much the kind of country fair, but there's rides and carnival stuff going on to the side and pubs and beer gardens. You head inside after paying about $5 each to get in. Uh, the Ticketmaster, as you do so, says, here you go. Your tickets will last you for the entire festival. Uh, which, you know, as you guys look at the poster, is about two weeks. So that's a very long time for $5. Where do you go? What do you do? the contests? I, I'm really excited, and I grab Elle's hand, and I say, come on, let's go! And I start running towards, like, the arcade or the uh, wherever the largest stuffed animals are. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna drag. Uh, there is a there is a fair map in roll twenty <laughs> that I moved you guys into. So you can pick where you want to go. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's oh. actually a good idea. I instead of doing that, I run to the big map that's probably at the front of it, so mm-hmm. that we can all spend some time to stare at this thing. We should probably stay somewhat together. We're going to just lose each other. Or or do we come up with a spot where we can all meet up later? I mean, to be fair, we know Jack is going to run off within the next, like, minute. Action so. sports arena. Is Jack already gone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we turn around, he's just gone. Yeah. He says action sports arena, and then he just darts. <laughs> Bye, Jack. Meet us at the clock tower. Uh, I don't... And hey, we'll find him. Clock tower sound good. That, that's a good meetup spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. All um, right. It looks central enough. I, I, I grab I grab Elle's hands. All right. Do you want to ride rides first, or do you want to go to the carnival? Mm, whatever you want. Well, the, the carnival, as you can see from the map, the carnival and the rides are basically all in the same area, so you can do both at the same time. Let's go do both! And Raven is running. Raven is no longer the cool, composed goth queen, but the really excited goth kid. The giddiest goth. (laughs) Literally giggling and skipping. You guys watch as Raven reverts to a very very familiar sight that you haven't seen in a really long time, which was the last time you probably saw it with this extent of enthusiasm was when you were 12 and you all went on a uh, field trip to the county fair near Shady Hollow that was not this one. It was much more run down. But she still looked like she was going to have an absolute blast as she headed on to one of those like twirly rides that, you know, like pins you to the side with uh, centrifugal force. Uh, yeah! Yeah, the one that, Nigel, you remember absolutely made you throw up. Which still made Raven laugh. Which I guess was an okay <laughs> thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna avoid that. Listen, Raven really likes carnivals, okay? <laughs> Watching Raven run off, Nigel's gonna look over at Elle and go, good luck with that. Elle's just gonna shrug. If you get the chance, grab the book. 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll grab it before we get on next. Or get back on the RV. So, yeah, don't worry. I'll remember. Okay. So, uh, let's... Let's. How are we splitting this up? Raven and L are going to the carnival. Uh, Jack has fucked off towards the action sports arena area. What are Violet and Nigel doing? Uh, so guess that leaves us. Um, anything you want to check out? Yes. So, um, hmm. Well, what exactly did it say on the pamphlet? Um. Uh, Strange disappearances, weirder reappearances. That was about it. Hmm. Well, let's see. Where would be the best place to go to maybe talk to some locals? Hmm. Because, I mean, if a lot of these people are just out-of-town visitors, they might not know what's going on in the area. That's not a bad point. Um, anywhere with the ride's probably a bad idea. Maybe the Artisan Alley, the Courtyard, any kind of the outdoor shopping areas, maybe. I don't know, anywhere we can kind of just find people that will, you know, be open to chat. Hmm, well, there were a lot of farms around. Should we go check out the live? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, if you want. Yeah, we can totally do that. I mean, yeah. Alright, sounds good. Let's go this way, then. Yeah, sure. Okay, so, uh, let's... Should we roll initiative for the groups? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who to start with. Uh, let's let's follow Nigel and and uh, Violet first because yes, let's listen to Nigel too. Yeah, we'll follow Violet and Nigel first. Um, put me through this pressure right now, okay? <laughs> so Violet and Nigel, you guys head over towards the livestock area. Um, it's where they're holding all of the livestock shows and getting. Uh, the like blue ribbons and the country pie. It definitely seems to be a lot more on the quieter side than any other part of the fair. Certainly the carnivals and the horse track racing and the shopping and the the restaurants seem to be attracting a lot more of the uh, more lively crowds. Whereas once you get to here, this starts to feel a lot more like something you expected this place to be, which was, you know animals and pie and vegetables and uh, people just wandering around talking about oh did you did you have a good like time with your garden yesterday yeah I went I, I pulled out all my zucchini um, I got this really big one I've got it over in the display box oh yeah I saw that you know what I tried to use the special soil and just like stuff that goes on like that um, it is certainly much less trafficked it seems by the larger crowds but there's a fair amount of people around here vendors and farmers markets etc so yeah and a pig racing place by the way just fyi oh my god just out of of character for a moment you're not getting a pig (laughs) all right back in character okay so it's it's basically just like kind of we're we're in the part of the fairground where it this would basically be what you would expect in a small town fair area sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly that's all like the local stuff. Like you get the feeling that like this probably is how this fair started and then it just got bigger. <laughs> all right. Hmm. Oh man, I I really wish that Raven hadn't run off cuz normally her psychic thing can give us some kind of general of pointing at us in a magical direction. Uh, well, uh, I guess oh, we're heading out towards, I guess, the main courtyard area. 
or oh well at this point you've arrived into the agriculture area it's not a you know it's a relatively large place but with you know determined walking you got there within about five ten minutes all right um would i be able to basically roll sharp and see if i can you know spot anywhere that might be a good kind of place to start looking or you know maybe asking questions yeah go ahead and and roll our new uh house rule move notice something cool i am totally not <laughs> looking that up i don't <laughs> see that anywhere it's, it's pinned into the chat uh, okay cool but, that totally helps but i can i also sent you guys uh the house rules pdf but I'll read it to you real quick as soon as I open the house rules PDF because I am a totally prepared DM. I have it and I don't see it in there. Uh, notice something is in there. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, there it is. It's not bolded. That's why. Okay, yeah. never mind. I got it. Yeah, but I'm going to read so, it just yeah. for chat so they know what it is. So we have a new house rule, which is a move that we made that goes somewhere between reading a bad situation and investigating a mystery for the things that don't really fit under either of those, but are still related to investigating. So uh, notice something is when you are in what is otherwise a normal situation, but something seems off about a person or place. In this case, there are disappearances happening in Fairview and you want to investigate. Roll sharp. On a 10+, plus, you get an impression of what's wrong or off pretty accurately. 7 to 9, you get a general impression but aren't sure. On a miss, you don't notice anything. So for this, we'll say you're going to roll sharp and see if you notice anybody who is looks like they're from around the area and maybe looks like they know something. All right. Um, 11? Yeah. So you and Violet start walking through um, this area where all the homemade goods are. So you see on one side these homemade pies that someone is selling. Uh, somebody is selling the honey that they uh, gathered from their uh, beehives. You see a couple of like uh, fresh fruit stands and another one right next to it, which is a, uh, a, a jam jar stand. And as you're walking, you notice uh, the person sitting at the honey table... Um, looks like, you know, they've got a sign in the back that says Fairview uh, Honey, fresh, local, delicious. And you get the sense that they're probably from around here. Um, and they're currently reading a newspaper that says Fairview News. Um, and on the front, you see in very small letters on a very small side category, uh, something mentioning a reappearance of a local who was thought to have left town. Hmm. Is there, like, a place where I could grab a newspaper anywhere nearby? Uh, you look around, and there's nothing in the nearby area. Maybe if you ask somebody, they'd be able to direct you to where they got it, but that's the only newspaper you see right now. All right. Um, I'm going to make my way up towards the table there and just, you know, kind of strike up this conversation. Like, oh, yeah, that disappearance, that was pretty weird. Kind of gesture towards the, the article on the front page. You see as this very um, kind of round woman, she's got those kind of face and, and, and kind of, you know, a general demeanor that says she's very, very easy to give a hug to. Um, and she looks up and he goes, yeah, it's weird. You know, that kind of stuff never happens in Fairview. But, you know, I mean, every town has, you know, a little bit something. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, Fairview tends to be pretty safe. Uh, are you here for some honey? 
you know, can I help you buy anything? We got these really delicious jars of honey. I grow it myself. Well, I don't grow it. I raise the bees. My husband, he grows this wonderful field of flowers, and all our bees feed off of it. It's, uh, you know, we've got clover, and oh, we've yeah. got wild mustard, and we've got these, oh, we got California poppies. We planted them last year. We got these seeds from the state. They oh, yeah. always try to keep us, uh-huh. you know, it's 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 it just tastes delicious. Uh, I can give you a sample, and she reaches over and, like, picks out, like, a little uh, plastic stick full of honey and like sees violet behind you oh let me let me get you two let me get you two uh we got cinnamon and we got a vanilla flavor and we got uh, here and she just starts pulling things out she hands like a couple to you violet a couple to you like uh now you go ahead and you try those and you let me know we've got uh jars of each one and it's eight dollars a jar if you want the one with the honeycomb in it it's ten dollars believe me the honeycomb is worth it uh we eat those all the time (laughs) you know not that i look it and she kind of gestures to herself where she's like you know very round and soft looking and um she doesn't seem to be interested she doesn't seem to be interested in talking about the scandal so much as selling you honey nigel is totally like he still try the sample but he's totally watching violet's reaction to figure out which one she likes violet's just happily trying all of these samples while she's trying to manage holding on to them while she's listening to this lady sputter on and on about her fun Oh, and then I've got these chickens. Oh, I I just added, like, a, it's a beautiful little bantam that I bought at the last fair, and she's had these wonderful eggs, and, like, I've been eating those for, like, the last three weeks, and they're amazing. And so, you know, I started putting them, the eggshells, because if you put eggshells into your garden, it really helps things grow. So I started putting those eggshells into my garden, and the flowers have been looking amazing, and it seems to be making the bees feel really happy. So if you want to try, like, this jar right here, and she points to, like, another one right now, next to it and it's like well we got this one and we flavored it with chocolate now listen i know that sounds weird chocolate honey but it's actually really amazing and since we started doing it with those flowers with the eggshells from our from our chickens oh it's it's just it's Uh it's amazing oh yeah and she just starts like like pulling out even more samples and like here you can try this one and you can try this one and like she's just handing like both of you like whatever it's like she looks like really excited that somebody stopped by her stall (laughs) and she's like really excited to give you guys honey Again, Nigel's just kind of you know, trying to try to keep an eye on, on Violet to figure out which one that she wants. Just like, all right, you cool. At, you at this point, Violet, have one that is orange flavored, chocolate flavored, vanilla flavored, cinnamon flavored, regular honey flavored, and probably more that she hasn't even bothered to label. Um, and then like, oh god, she, yeah. And then like, <laughs> she just keeps putting more into your hands because you look like you're really enjoying them. Um, but it is starting to get sickeningly sweet. All right. Um, Violet is going to say thank you. These are all really, really good. I've always loved, you know, like homegrown food and stuff like that. Um, actually, if you wouldn't mind, I think I'll take a jar of the clover honey. Yeah, you know what? That's perfect because that's my favorite. In fact, you know what? You you two seem really like a sweet couple. Let me get you. And she like bends over and reaches behind uh, where she's got like boxes of stuff. And she pulls out two jars of clover honey with the honeycomb in them. She's like, shh, look, don't tell my husband, but I, you know what? These are delicious and they're going to make you really happy. So like, go ahead and take them. Just And she kind of like gives you a wink and stuff. Like as you hand over like $8, she says, shh, you know, it's 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 on me. 
and she was like, okay, okay. And then she, like, looks over to where her husband is, like, leaning in the back, kind of, like, organizing infantry. Oh, yeah, thank you for purchasing both of those jars. It was a wonderful, uh, you know what? If you want anything else, just make sure you come and visit me, and I'll make sure you get whatever you need. Remember, Fairview Honey uh, from our Clover Farms. It's the best, most fresh in town. Oh, uh, thank, oh, you. thank you. Yeah. Uh, as, as they're they're leaving, Nigel's just like, yeah, two couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I'm. I, I mean, yeah, I guess they're walking up together. That's, that's how it kind of looks, huh? <laughs> I guess. Violet's well, yeah, just I, gonna hand him his uh, jar of honey. Okay. Uh, I, I assume that Nigel's got his backpack as he normally does. He'll just pop it in there. Uh. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. So she, as she was doing that, by the way. Uh, I'm going to mention she put down the newspaper on the table in front of her. Um, I, I was actually kind of thinking, like, while uh, um, Violet was talking to her, would Nigel have been able to just slip that away or yeah. at least you know, flip it over to take a look at it? So go ahead and, well, okay, which one do you want to do? Do you want to try and take it or do you want to try and just read it? I am going to say read is he was trying to keep an eye on Violet, but at the same time, he's also trying to just skim over the article as much as he can. Okay. Um, so, go ahead and roll Act Under Pressure to see if you can pay attention to both of these things. Uh, because you're basically trying on one half of your brain to see if you can pick up any information from what's going on with this newspaper, but the other half of your brain is going, pretty girl. <laughs> Basically, yes. I, yeah. And I have read about this sort of thing because... Yeah, of course of, you have. I know, I've read about multitasking. I know how to do the shit. Yeah, you, you have a, a whole book on I say this role. You have a whole book on productivity, like, underneath your bed that's about, like, three feet thick. Nine? Yeah, so that's a mixed success. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 hang on. That's five, three, then plus two. That's that's ten. Ten. Okay, I'm good at math. I can <laughs> I can math. You know you're failing at math when Lady does math faster than you. She's got a point. Yeah. Burn. Sorry, I burned yeah. myself in that burn though. So like, it's not that bad. I totally wasn't also <laughs> looking at tough, and I mean like that's not sharp. No, it's not sharp. <laughs> Okay, so uh, with a 10, that's that's a full success. So you, the Nigel, are like a master at managing to both read and pay attention to what's going on at the same time. You kind of learn to be that way because, like, you know, working at the camp, trying to keep kids from killing themselves in the summer while you're also reading up on things that are potentially going to kill you in the summer if you go after them. Uh, has... I did not get half the kids at the camp interested in D anD D. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, not at all. So you 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 you've gotten used to doing some very similar uh, attempts, and uh, so you read on the front of this is a uh, so this is what the newspaper looks like. It's a small town newspaper. It is um, probably maybe four or five pages thick, and you get the sense that that's how it always is, and it seems to be dominated on the front page about the fair, and uh, you kind of, like, rustle a little bit as you're pretending to, like, move one of the honey jars, and you kind of, like, flip it over a little bit to see what else is in there real quick before you check the the, the front article, and you can see Mm -hmm. it's mostly filled with things about, like, advertisements for farming equipment and uh, the local weather stuff, etc, etc. Very farm town stuff. Um, But the front page underneath the giant article about the Fairview Flower Festival is a very small uh, column um, with a picture of a man. He looks 
this picture looks like it's a mugshot. Uh, greasy hair, ugly, uh, stained teeth, uh, a very dour expression. And it says, uh, local man found after three days missing. Uh, written by Emily Wong. And uh, you catch the sense after skimming the articles that a local man uh, went missing. He is one of possibly five or six people who have recently disappeared and then appeared later. Um, and the, the the newspaper article writer seems to be suggesting that something is going wrong, but then like when they uh, interviewed all the people who showed up again, they seem to have said nothing was wrong and that they, they n- don't remember going missing and that they just were uh, perfectly fine. And that's the general sense of the article uh, overall, that people had gone missing and then they showed up. Nobody else seems to think anything's wrong, but the article writer seems to think something is definitely not right. Hmm. So yeah, Nigel would kind of relay this over to Violet. I'm like, all right, so I gave that newspaper a quick skim over uh, while you two were talking. And yeah, it's like five people disappeared and all come back. Just different thing. Nothing's wrong. Um the name of the priest he's like we're kind of writing this down like a scrap of paper he just pulled out of his boxing uh it's written by uh, emily wong if we could maybe get in contact with the, the reporter she could probably give us some more information so that's another lead we've got all right um did the article happen to mention any of the areas that they went missing from? uh not from what i saw i mean i only got a quick look at it there and it was just the the kind of subsect of front page um, I mean, we could always find another newspaper and try to read the whole thing. Hmm, that would definitely be a good idea. All yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a place we could start. Hmm, should we continue to look around? Maybe talk to some more locals, or should we find the rest of the group and relay this information? To- I mean, yeah, we could we could do that. I mean, that's that's both those are good options. I mean, we could also you know enjoy the fair a bit too. I mean. I don't know. I mean, we're here, right? I mean, might as well have some fun. Violet's just going to nod and be like, all right, let's go see if we can find the rest of the group and see if we can get our hands on our own newspaper. Yeah, that, I mean, on it. Great, great idea. Wonderful idea. 100% idea. Okay. Nerd! (laughs) (laughs) Nigel, you hear that come out of the ether and you know it is directed (laughs) straight at just you. (laughs) He's just thinking fucking... Fucking fight me, Raven. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So we're going to leave Violet and Nigel to make their way out of the agricultural area. Um, Nigel following a little sadly behind Violet, who is otherwise oblivious to his attempts to maybe enjoy the fair together a little bit. Uh, And move over to uh, Jack. Jack, where are you and what are you doing in the fair? I think... uh... The action sports arena. Okay. Just gonna try to have fun. Okay. So you go to the action sports arena, and this is what you see. There's a arena area where there is currently a uh, motocross competition happening between a bunch of probably like 11 to 15 year olds, all on various decked out bikes, looking really badass for 11 to 15 year olds, um, covered in dirt and on their motorcycles, doing these kind of cool flips 
Uh, nearby, you see some go-kart racing. Uh, somewhere down uh, the way, you see a couple of zip lines for people to, like, uh, go on. The very fair kinds that are, like, much smaller than an actual zip line. Um, you see a uh, one of those rides where you get in and it simulates, like, falling out of a plane, like parachuting, but instead of, like, falling, you're just being blown up by a giant fan. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, where do you go? Well... What's the most extreme thing? Uh, there is... Is it called the Bone Breaker? <laughs> there is nearby a thing called the Life-Size Slingshot. And it is essentially exactly what it sounds like. It is a giant... Oh, you know I'm going on that. It is a giant <laughs> slingshot where you get your whole body into the sling and hold on for dear life with some straps and it just flings you around and there's a line of about maybe two people because everybody else seems to be too scared to go on this thing yeah i'm going right for that you uh walk up to the thing and there you the two people in the line are kind of like standing there one's going i really don't want to do this come on it'll be fun no you don't understand i'm terrified of heights there's no fucking railing you're just throwing no come on it's gonna be it'll be fine look it's gone these guys have straps it's gonna be and as you like you push forward and just kind of like excuse me excuse me and then they kind of like move over to the side and like the girl goes like just let him go first like let's make sure he doesn't die first okay and then it's like fine all right let's just see what happens and the person standing at the desk has been listening to this argument probably for like the last 10 minutes so the moment you walk up they look really relieved um and they go oh <laughs> are you here to use the slingshot like uh are you interested yes. in the ride oh, okay um it's it's five dollars for the ride uh you can just you know and uh you slap the money down on the thing the moment like they say that yes, immediately yeah and then like oh Okay, uh, hey, hey, John. Ten dollars, two rides. <laughs> she motions for the guy, uh, standing behind her, uh, like, uh, hey, hey, John, we got somebody who's interested in, in two rides. And the guy comes up and kind of goes, uh, two. <laughs> that's, that's pretty brave. Have you done this before? Nope, but I've done crazier. <laughs> That's that's my kind of man. All right, let's get you on. And he like starts to to bring you over to the slingshot along with um it's him and like two other assistants and they basically strap you into this thing. It's essentially like uh standing on a swing. If the swing were made out of much larger uh more flexible material and then uh so they have you stand on that and then they uh clip you on with um carabiners to a strap that they have like put around your waist um and then they also clip you on to uh these like ankle hooks essentially these ankle like holders um and then they give you these handholds on either side and they say okay hold on and then like as you're holding on like two people on either side of you uh start to like say okay you need to like like bring your body parallel to the ground and we're going to start pulling you back and like so you do this and they start pulling you back and pulling you back and pulling you back and pulling you back and they, it's like an impossibly long distance that they pull you on this giant slingshot until you're you're you can feel the tension in the uh in the 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 like kind of cords around you on this giant swing and finally just when you think they can't pull back anymore they let go and you go shooting forward like a fucking rocket, just like huge, immediate, like shroom, 
And then, like, the moment you get to the end of this, uh, you can feel as, like, uh, your, the swing starts to, like, swing around. Um, and then, like, uh, it starts to come back. And it's just this crazy amount of g-force um and the way that this thing is set up is that like once you've been let go it's kind of over a very long giant net and so like when you come back instead of like hitting the ground you fall into this net and as you fall into this net they say hey you want to go again you paid for two yes immediately yes and so they do it again and they pull you back and like pull you back and pull you back and send you flying um and it's amazing and super fun and fucking terrifying and then, like, when they're it. finished, they kind of go, you know what? You're the first person who's done that twice in a row and not vomited. Good job. Thank you. Can I go a third time? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome to the rest of the uh, game tonight. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we can just cut away for a couple hours, come yeah. back, and he's still just going to be going yeah, on it. pretty it's, much. It's $5 a ride. Jack has spent $400 by the time you guys see him again. <laughs> No, they're just giving him free rides, and people are chanting as, like, he sets a world record. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, 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 Jack. People are starting to bet when he finally will throw up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you eventually, like, you do this maybe four or five more times, and you have actually started to attract a small crowd of people who are, at this point, are half in awe of the fact that you're still going, and a half, like, waiting to see at what point this is going to go from amazing to Ew. disaster. Ew. Spew, 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 spew. Yeah. Will I have to roll to not throw up? Uh, after the fourth time, I'm gonna say yeah. Let's let's <laughs> let's see how well you can keep that very greasy roadside diner breakfast in your stomach when your stomach oh. is being launched <laughs> at very high G force. Ro- what would I be rolling? Uh, act. You know what? Uh, tough. Yeah, roll tough. Yeah, that's what I, was, I was gonna say act under pressure, but you're really excited for this, so I'm gonna say roll tough to see if you can manage to keep your stomach in line with your intentions. That would be ten. I rolled an eleven. <laughs> okay. Of course. So you, at this point, this is like your eighth ride, and now even like the attendant guys are betting. They're like, shit. Fuck. No, he hasn't thrown up yet. At some point, he's gonna throw up, right? I don't know. Like, I mean, humanly, yeah, this guy should probably be dead at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure legally we're not allowed somebody to like ride this more than like three times. But dude, he's still going. Like, yeah, okay, let's see how long he lasts. Like, hey, you know what? If he dies, like, is that our fault? Like, I don't know. He keeps paying. Like. <laughs> So that goes on probably for when, a good... When the armies start to worry if you're going to die, that... that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's how that keeps going. Is there anything else you want to do, Hound, or is that is that good? That's pretty much it. Okay. All right. So that's good. Uh, so the leaving Hound um, basically, like, you know, Kerbal launching himself across the, the fairgrounds repeatedly... Uh, Raven and L, what are you guys doing? Well, as, as we as we walk into the carnival area, what what do we what what's there? So there's um the general normal kind of small time uh, traveling carnival rides. You see a couple of very badly assembled like teacups uh, that mm-hmm. may or may not at some point like spin off and break. 
Uh, you see of the course. you see the 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 G force ride where it pins you to the wall. Uh, you see a small roller coaster. It's not huge, but it also isn't as small as you would think for this size. It looks like they paid a decent amount of money to get this one in. There's a Ferris wheel in the in the distance, um, and then of course on one side is just rows and rows and rows of carnival games. I mean, I gotta try to win shit. Okay, yeah, we 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 go over to the carnival games. Okay. Uh, you see a booth near the carnival game entrance that basically is spend this much money to get tickets and then you give the tickets to the to the to the game masters, the people who are running it. Um, that way you're not actually giving money to the carnival games. It's their way of trying to make you think you're spending less money than you are. Uh, All right, I got this because I have a little um, extra money that I totally didn't steal um, from someone at the lodge. However much I stole is however much I'm paying. <laughs> you watch Raven as L very totally coolly goes, yeah, I totally have extra money from not uh, Grant's Grant. wallet. Uh, <laughs> and since so she pulls out $120 and just slaps it down and the person looks at her and then like looks at you and then like looks at the money. Uh, yeah, okay. And then she just pulls out an entire row of tickets like one of those entire like those round rolls that you can get when you go to like uh, Pizza John's or whatever, um, and just like yep. hands it full stop without breaking anything off to to L and says, "Here you go, have fun." Thank you. I, I grab L's arm and, and and just lean over and give her a kiss on the cheek. I love you. Let, where, where where which one first? I don't know. So what you kind of what, what games are there? Yeah, you see, looking around, um, there's the the fish, you know, the the throw a golf ball into a cup to win a fish one on um, is the closest. On the other side is the squirt water into the clown's mouth. Uh, down the way, you see a couple of, like, strength games. A little bit away, you see somebody, like, follow the ball under the cups, etc. There's just, like, rows and rows of very similar, very probably rigged games. That strength are... games, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Um, really quickly, on the way over towards those strength games, is there the milk jug throw? Yes. Where you have to knock over the milk jugs? Uh, All right, right. It's probably past the strength games, but you can see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, well then, then we'll, we'll go to the strength ones first. Okay. So you see um, one which is the essentially arm wrestling a robot game. There's another one which is a use the hammer to see how high you can raise this thing game. Um, uh, there's, there's a couple like that. What, what do you want to play? Straight on wrestle first. Okay. So, uh, you come by this bored looking, uh, game operator and he looks up and says, Hey, are you, uh, interested in playing a strength game? Uh, you look like a strong, strong person. You want to, you want to give it a go? Five tickets. Let's go. Alright, um, he takes your tickets and, like, sits you down in front of this, like, robot arm. I'm gonna have you roll, uh, roll tough. Brilliant, and that's a seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, L, you sit down and you start to, like, fight against this, like, robot arm to see how much your strength is. And there's, like, a little display behind it that shows, like, how strong you supposedly are. And, like, the goal of the game is to knock it all the way down. But as you're, like straining and straining and straining. You just barely, barely don't make it. 
and it's just hovering above there as you're fighting against this robot. And uh, there's a timer going as this is happening, and it finally buzzes out, and the guy goes, Ah, sorry, you got so close. Maybe next time. All right. Go ahead. Kick its ass. All right, I'm trying to. <laughs> okay. I was wondering, I like, is that an all right we're going or all right we're going to try again? Um, okay, so you hand five more tickets to the to the to the guy and he says, "All right, here we go." And he like resets the machine. Go ahead and roll tough for it again. Okay, slightly better. A whole 8 instead of a 7. This time as you're like doing it instead of being like maybe a quarter above it, you get to like one eighth, and you're so close. And then the timer goes off, and it goes meh, and he goes ah, so close. Sorry, you're doing really good. One more time, and this time I reach over, and and I just I give her a hug. But as I do so, I uh, I'm gonna jinx her, in in the positive way. Okay. Have we found them yet? And are just like watching in the background like oh they're just no this is this is like basically at the beginning of yours so this yeah. is like at that point uh you have to roll for jinx right yes yes you don't or yes you do yes i do have to roll yeah okay for jinx sorry i have uh, a... so... go on that that would be a 10 so i can help a hunter giving them plus one forward by interfering with their enemy uh yeah so so i it's a plus one okay so I'm going to say that what you do essentially is that you, you hug Elle, but as you're hugging Elle to like kind of give her the moral support, uh, you look over her shoulder at the guy standing behind the game and like he looks over at you and you kind of give him a wink. Um, and he doesn't really know what the wink means, but in that moment of winking, you watch as this little magic light sparks behind his eyes as the jinx takes hold of him. And he leans over to, like, okay, are you going again? And as Elle, like, exits the hug and turns around, like, yeah, yeah, one more time. And she, like, hands him the five tickets. Uh, he goes to push the button, um, and this time he sets the timer wrong. So instead of being ten seconds, it's eleven seconds. Um... Go ahead and take a plus one L as you roll tough one more time. All right. God damn it. Another eight. <laughs> so this time, uh, L, you are like so close again and you get just to the same spot and you're watching the timer and you realize it's a little bit longer and you actually get distracted. You're like, wait, wasn't it 10 seconds? Why does it say 11? And just as you're thinking that, uh, the timer goes off and you're like, fuck, I forgot I was playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been there. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Uh, do you want to keep trying this game, or do you want to move on to another? Like, what do you want to do? Try the other strength one. The other strength one? Okay. Before I roll, like, a two and break my arm. <laughs> so the guy says, Ah, uh, you know what? You did really well. Most people don't even get that far. Good job, though. If you ever want to try again, you know where to find us. And he kind of, like, waves at you as you leave. Um, the strength one is about, like, one stall over, um, and this one, the lady goes, Hi, are you here to try the strength game? We got a hammer, you just hit it, let's see how far you can get it. Alright. Alright, uh, you hand over another five tickets to the, to the lady behind this game, and she kind of motions for you, and she gives you the hammer, and she says, Alright, just hit it your hardest, that's all you gotta do. Go ahead and roll tough. Another seven. You hit it, um, but you're, you're not used to this hammer, it's, it's weirdly weighted, and also weirdly light. And so you're kind of afraid you're going to break it. So you don't hit it as hard as you meant to. Um, and then watch as the very disappointing uh, uh, little scale goes up. Doesn't hit the top. Kind of just goes do 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 
you. And she goes, ah, good try, good try, though. You, you did pretty good. At this point, Ellie's like, hell no, and just throws another ticket at her. Okay, go ahead and roll. That is a ten. Elle, you channel all your anger and rage at the fact that, come the fuck on, I did professional illegal boxing matches. How am I not winning these fucking fights? Like... Professional illegal... Professional it makes sense. <laughs> Look, if you're a professional with the mob, you're a professional, even if it's yeah. illegal. <laughs> uh, Fair. No, Jack's the professional. Yeah, so... <laughs> details. You, yes. You, you, you channel all this anger into, like, how the fuck dare they? Um, and you bring the ever-loving wrath of L down onto this strength uh, test. And as you do, you actually end up cracking the plastic handle on this hammer and the strength test goes do 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 and the lady behind it goes wow you know what i actually haven't seen anyone win that one today uh, that's that's amazing oh oh hey did did you break the hammer actually uh excuse me uh, can i have that and she like reaches Sorry over Sorry about that ah oh, fucking cheap piece of shit um all right well Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, go ahead and um, pick one of the big prizes. And she kind of motions to the prizes behind her. There's giant teddy bears, beautiful long-necked giraffes. You see a couple of floating, like, aliens in those, like, plastic bubbles that are supposed to look like uh, UFOs. But, like, inside is the stuffed toy inflated. And then you see, like, uh, a couple of, like, skull animals, and you see, like, a couple of, like, uh, generalized uh, carnival stuff. And they're all stuffed with sawdust, which you can smell, and it smells terrible. But, you know, that's what you come here for, right? I was gonna look at Raven and pick what you want. <gasps> and Ra Raven's eyes light up like a child at a candy store, even more so, which is probably the most terrifying look Raven has ever worn and points over at the uh, at one of the skull animals the, the big okay it's whatever like, the biggest gothiest adorable thing it's is. like a people-sized one and these are not like the official skull animals like the really cutesy ones that you can actually get at like places it's these are like the the knockoff versions which are somehow creepier and more realistic looking, which is very in line with Raven's actual aesthetic. So you see one that is actually like a giant like dog skeleton uh, looking animal. And like it's almost anatomically correct. And it's supposed to be cute, but it's actually terrifying. And it's like the size of you. Um, and then you see one that's also like a cat skeleton that's very similar. Um, and you see one that's like a horse skeleton, which looks like something you could actually ride on. Which one do you want? I want the horse. All right. <laughs> you... Of course, of course, you get the horse. <laughs> you watch as Raven picks up this thing that is literally bigger than she is. Um, and it is amazing. And she just, like, hugs it to herself like a child with, like, a giant fucking toy. It's so spooky! And it literally, <laughs> literally just looks like a giant stuffed dead horse. Thank you, okay. thank you, 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 thank you. And that just continues for probably two minutes. Okay, okay, we've won a prize. What ride do you want to ride? Yeah, okay, whatever you want to go on. 
Raven's going to do eeny, meeny, miny, mo between the spinny thing. Honestly, between all four of those raids. Okay. Uh, do you want to, like, roll for that? To yeah, see let, 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 let's make it actually... I'm, I have a d4 here. Yeah. Uh, we'll say one is the... Uh, hell, I'll, I'll, I'll just roll and figure it out. We'll say one's the Ferris wheel, two's the the gravity one, three are the teacups, and four is the roller coaster. The only time that a nat one is the best for the narrative. All right. <laughs> uh, you watch Elle as Raven just, like, happily trots up to the Ferris wheel holding her giant horse, and, like, there's a small line... Um, but it's not super busy right now. The Ferris wheel tends to get way more busy at night. Um, and so she, like, you know, finally gets up to the front, and the guy at the front takes her tickets and says, uh, I don't think the horse will fit on there, but if you want to sit it to the side, um, he kind of motions where people can put their bags and stuff. And you put this horse down, and it is like, no one's going to fucking steal this horse because it's literally the size of a fucking horse. And it's just I, towering. St- I still tie its little reins to the thing as if I were actually hitching a horse. Yeah, yeah. And it just sits there towering over everybody's bags, and the guy kind of looks at it and kind of looks at you and goes... Okay, it makes sense. <laughs> and, like, he just motions for the two of you to get onto the Ferris wheel. Um, you two get on the Ferris wheel and sit down, and it starts to go up, 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 up. And uh, it's a really pretty view. Um, it is fair view at the beginning of the Flower Festival. You can see that, like, in, like, even just a couple days, the flowers will probably get even more amazing and more lush. But even now, they're beautiful. There's just acres and acres spread out from where you can see of pinks and, uh, like, almost, like, bright reds and, like, these, like, yellowish whites and just beautiful, beautiful orchards and trees. And every now and then you see, like, a farm kind of dotting in the distance where you see, like, uh, pasture land and where they probably are have some cows being raised. Um, you see other fields with other kinds of, like, uh, short crops that are currently, like, cover crops, like clover, to kind of, like, get the soil ready for the next uh, harvest, etc. Um, the sky is this giant amazing blue like somehow the rest of the fucking central valley is filled with smog and like is always this weird hazy white but fairview sky is blue as can be and you can see into the distance somewhere about like probably 50 miles you can see the small 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 little uh hill line that actually is not hills because when you get there, it's the Sierra Nevada, just giant mountains. But it's so far away that they just look small and dotting. And then to the other side, you see the same with, like, the Santa Cruz Mountains. Like, way, 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 way small in the distance. It's an amazing, beautiful view that, like, you didn't imagine you could actually get in California with the way the air is. Um, and the Ferris wheel stops at the top and lets you guys sit there for a good, probably five minutes. So, L. Now yeah. that you can't run away from me as I tell you this, and hopefully you don't throw me over the edge, I wanted to let you know, well, you know how sometimes you think kind of loudly? Yeah. Well, I've known since well, pretty much forever about the fights. I mean, I, I thought that you were just beating the shit out of people for no reason, so knowing that there was at least something going on makes sense but love i've i've always known 
I know when it hurts, and I've known when it didn't hurt, and when you kick someone's ass. <laughs> and that one time that you really beat that one lady who was with, with the beard? Ah, good point. Yeah. And sorry about keeping that from you. No. I didn't. No. Yeah. I don't. Everyone deserves to have their secret. I know I have mine, and God knows Jack has his. We all do. Putting it mildly. If I thought that you were in any way putting me in danger or doing something wrong, I would have said something. But I don't. I love you, Elle. I love you so much. You are literally the best thing that has ever happened to me. I know love it's... You too. I know that you're always worried that you're not going to be able to take care of me or make sure that everything's going to be fine, but honestly, I don't care. I don't care if we end up having to run across the country going from fairground to fairground, winning giant stuff to these skeleton horses, or if we end up having to move out to the middle of the city and I don't know run a pizzeria something like that it ever since Halloween my life has been so much better because of you and no matter what so long as you'll have me here I want to be here too hey and I'll uh, try to be better at the the talking thing. You don't have to say anything. And Raven leans over and gives her a big old kiss. Then just rests her head on Elle's shoulder and Stares off into the fairground, enjoying this amazing view, looking down, smelling the kettle corn and cows. Mostly the cows. <laughs> Definitely mostly the cows. Uh, you guys sit up there for a good five minutes, and it's a beautiful view. And L, you look over and you see Raven, and you think, yeah. It's a beautiful view. <laughs> and finally, the Ferris wheel comes down, and you guys get off and go about playing carnival games and having fun together. <laughs> <laughs>